Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Episode 11. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Ciao a tutti e io sono Francesca. Sometimes I just like, like to let the music play a little longer, Francesca, because sì. we, we miss it when we just use the short version. Sì, let's play it a bit longer, why not? And uh, I should tell the listeners that you're actually dancing just I, now. I am dancing. <laughs> e, e la ragione per, per, per cui ballo è perché questo è il terzo caffè del giorno. Oh, e sono solo le... è solo mezzogiorno, quindi... <laughs> Forse arriverai a 10 a fine serata. Ah, oh, mamma mia. Stai attento, Marco, troppa caffeina. <ride> sì, non, non bere troppo caffè, ca- caffeina. Ah! Oh. Si with that? <ride> Questo è interessante, è un imperativo negativo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about the imperative today. The imperative is the command form and it is very... In some ways, it's very straightforward. Wouldn't you agree? Sì, 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 sì. Did I see it more straightforward than perhaps in other languages? Sì. But I think what we'll do is look at the imperative and then look at some examples of it and see also the, the kind of slightly tricky things. And of course, as ever, we've got a nice conversation for you to listen to in which you'll hear lots of imperatives. Allora, bando alle ciance? Sì, Mark, diamo inizio alle danze. Le danze, sì, vedi? <laughs> Okay, let's begin then our lesson and look at the imperative. Francesca, what is the imperative? Sì, uh, the imperative is uh, uh, the verb, the type of verb that we use uh, to give commands, uh, orders, uh, suggestions as well in a slightly uh, stronger uh, way. So it's like when in English uh, you say go, do, take, run, uh, things like this. This is the imperative. Okay, now because normally we're talking to someone or a group of people, we tend to think of the imperative as um, a, a you form. And we're going to focus today on the tu and the voi forms. Sì, sì. So for the moment, we are not considering the, considering the formal way of speaking, which is something that we will be seeing in the next uh, episode. So forget lei for the moment. Uh, Good. Okay, so informal today. Let's then begin by looking at the tu form. And we're going to go through our regular verbs. And uh, we'll do this for the tu and the voi. And then we'll look at some irregulars. Sì, perfetto. Okay, uh, so to form the uh, imperative, we follow the logic that we always apply to verbs in Italian, that is uh, uh, taking the stem of the verb, the part of the verb that never changes, and then we add some specific uh, endings uh, to, to it, to, uh, to obviously in this case sound uh, as it is uh, an imperative. Okay, and there's some good news in the sense that many of the verbs are just going to use the main to and voi forms, in a sense. See, sí, exactly. Basically, for the majority of uh, the forms that we have in the imperative, the endings are the same as uh, the simple present. Now, I'm going to do something a little bit strange here. Normally, we would start with are, and then go to ere, and then go to ire. But today, we're going to start with... Okay, sì, sono (laughs) d'accordo. Let's then begin with a a very common word that would be used for an imperative, and that would be aprire. 
Sì, aprire, ok, to open. So just think of the simple present, how you would say you open the door every morning, for example. So that verb is... Uh, Apri la porta. And that's exactly the same verb you would be using to say open the door. Apri la porta. Bravissimo. So the only difference, in a sense, even if there is a difference, is, is just the, the, the intonation, in a sense. When you're giving a command, you tend to be a little more definite. You say, apri la porta. Sì, sì, perfetto, Mark. Okay, so what about eri verbs? Eri verbs, um, let's take the verb smettere. Buona idea. <laughs> which is like uh, to stop, to give up. And again, we just use the same ending as uh, the simple present. So if you want to tell someone uh, to stop doing something... Smetti. Sì, ad esempio, smetti di guardare la TV, smetti di fumare. Okay. <laughs> But equally, if you said smetti di fumare without any kind of direction there or without any uh, strong intonation, it just means you are stopping smoking. You are giving up smoking in that sense. Esatto, sì. But when we say smetti di fumare, you're saying, you're telling someone, stop smoking. Smetti di guardare la TV, stop watching TV. Perfetto. And there is no subject pronoun as such with the imperative. We really just use the verb uh, on its own. And there is no need in this case to, uh, to use a pronoun. Okay, va bene. Now, we said earlier that we were not going to be looking at are verbs first. Sì. And there's a good reason for this, because this is where things do change ever so slightly. Esatto, because if we think of the simple present uh, of are verbs, and let's take, let's take, for example, the verb mangiare. If we say you eat uh, an apple, You would just say mangi, tu mangi una mela. Mm -hmm. So tu mangi, that's the normal tu form of the verb. However, when it comes to the imperative, we do something different. Esatto, we change the ending. The ending becomes a for uh, the tu form of the imperative. So if you want to tell, for example, your, uh, your son, your daughter, eat. Mangia. Mangia, <laughs> esatto. <laughs> yeah, and, and I can remember my grandmother saying to me, mangia, Mark, mangia. <laughs> sì, è molto italiano, mangia, mangia, mangia. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's as straightforward as that. With the regular verbs, for ari verbs, the tu form becomes mangia. The eri verbs, we just use the two forms, smetti and iri verbs, apri, they stay the same. Sì. What about with the voi form? The voi form is straightforward because we are using the same endings as the simple present and also for are verbs. So we are just using the ate, ete and ite endings. We can try with the verbs we have just seen. So um, if we take mangiare and you're telling your children to eat. Or my grandmother was telling me and my brother and sister to sì. eat. Mangiate. Sì, perfetto. Or if you're telling uh, your children to stop doing something. Smettete. Or if you're telling them to open the windows. Aprite. Perfetto. So mangiate, smettete, aprite. So, you know all you need to know now about regular imperatives in the to and the voi form, in the affirmative. So, this is when you're telling somebody to do something, not when you're telling someone not to do something, because that's when things change ever so slightly. 
that's slightly different. For the plural form, uh, it's really a matter of adding non in front of the imperatives we have just seen. So, non mangiate, non smettete, non dormite. Yep. So that's straightforward enough. But what about the to form? And the, the good thing is, even though this is a little different, it's dead easy. Sì, 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 è molto facile. Eh, for the to form, we are using the infinitive instead of the actual imperative we've just seen. So if you are telling uh, one person not to eat, then what would you be saying, Mark? Non mangiare. Esatto. Or uh, don't stop doing something. Non smettere. Or don't open. Non aprire. Perfetto. Wonderful. So that's all we need to know now about the to and the voice forms in the affirmative and in the negative. Uh, let's perhaps do some quick examples. Let's take the verb studiare. Okay. So if I were talking to my son and telling him study. Studia. If I were, if I thought he'd been studying too hard um, and I told him don't study. Non studiare. The infinitive form there. If I were talking to my two sons mm-hmm. and I were saying to them study, both of you. Studiate. And if I were telling them not to study? Non studiate. Okay, so studia, non studiare, studiate, non studiate. Sì, sì. Benissimo. Sì. Let's do uh, an any verb. Do you okay. want to turn sì. it around this time? Sì, uh, ad esempio il verbo leggere. To read, okay. Okay, so to one person, affirmative. Leggi. Negativo. Non leggere. Perfetto, to a group of people. Leggete. Sì, è negativo. Non leggete. Perfetto. So, leggi, non leggere. Leggete, non leggete. Okay, and one final one. Let's look at it. Ire verb. Let's take partire. Okay. So, leave. Parti. Uh, don't leave. Non partire. <laughs> leave all of you. Partite. And don't leave. Non partite. This makes perfect sense. Okay, these are regulars. Francesca, what about some common irregulars? Sì, eh... This applies to what I call the usual suspects, so mm-hmm. verbs that we expect to always be irregular uh, in Italian. So, for example, uh, the verb to be, essere, mm-hmm. we have to change the verb quite a lot. And uh, um, we would use the C for the singular. So that's S-I-I. Sì, sì, come sì felice, sì, sì buono, so sì gentile, sì. Yeah. So, see, and you you do extend it a little when you see it. See, see, it's like um, uncles, zee. Zee, yeah, good. So, see, and the voi form? Siate. But remember, when you're saying don't be, non essere. Non essere, sì, Mark, non essere triste. Don't be sad. (laughs) But, of course, if you were saying everyone, non non siate Non siate tristi, Mm -hmm. Sì, sì. Okay, so that's essere. What about avere? Avere, again, irregular, abbi. Abbi, okay. Abbiate. Okay, so it's funny because in English, if we were telling someone to have, I suppose we could say have a good time, but you you wouldn't say that, you wouldn't use to have in Mm. in Italian in that sense. No, very often Italian and English uh, don't work the same way with the use of uh, the verbs to be and to have. Mm -hmm. But for example, it's quite common, um, avere pazienza. Ah, to so, have patience, although to be patient. In English, to be patient. So it's quite common to hear, oh, abbi pazienza. Like, so have patience. Sì, or abbiate pazienza. So the plural form. Good. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, the verb andare, very important when we're giving directions, for example, when we are lost in an Italian town or city, uh, you can hear uh, vai dritto. So go straight ahead. And we could, which can also be shortened uh, uh, va with an apostrophe. So va dritto, va a sinistra. So you'll hear both vai and va sì. as, as uh, imperatives here. And then the plural form? Andate, è regolare. Okay, perfetto. And then venire? Venire, vieni. Vieni, okay. That is kind of what we would expect. Sì. And the plural is regular, venite. Mm-hmm. Uh, fare again is similar to andare. We have two options for the singular to form, fai or fa with an apostrophe, like fa attenzione. Mm-hmm. Or something I heard my grandmother saying many times, fa presto. Fa presto, <laughs> sì, hurry up. <laughs> okay, and then of course the fate, that, that stays the same. Sì, and exactly the same with the dare, to give. So mm-hmm. dai or da with apostrophe and the plural date. So just to confirm something, see the dai um, from dare. That's that word that we hear so often, si, isn't it? Sì, sì, sì. dai. <laughs> si. or dai, 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 dai. <laughs> so it's actually so, an imperative. Exactly. Literally meaning give, 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 give. Sì, sì. So now, Francesca, we said that we were moving on from the topic that we covered in a number of episodes in our first 10 lessons of, of Coffee Break Italian Season 3. That was pronouns. But the fact is, when it comes to imperatives, very often we need to think about what we do with those pronouns around the imperative, don't we? Yes, it's quite common actually to see all the pronouns uh, we uh, we learned in previous episodes combined uh, with the uh, imperative. So we need to, to know what to do. Okay, so what do we do? <laughs> well, generally we just attach the pronouns to um, to the imperative. Although at times we also have the option of uh, using the pronoun before the imperative as a separate uh, uh, word. Mm-hmm. We can give some examples so we can also uh, practice the, the pronunciation and uh, uh, the, the stressing of the yeah. uh, the words. I think that it's that stressing aspect is, is really important, especially when you look at a word and thinking, oh, where am I, where am I stressing this? Because it's suddenly got a pronoun at the end. Sì, sì. Uh, so uh, we can have the imperative uh, with the reflexive pronouns. And this is probably something that you've seen at some point uh, because we, it's very common and I guess we've not really discussed it in great, great detail. We can take, uh, to give an example, the verb alzarsi, mm-hmm. which lends itself well to the imperative. <laughs> so get up. See, see. So if you're telling one person to get up, then you would say alzati. Alzati. Okay. So we have the reflexive pronoun T, yourself, attached to the imperative. So we conjugate the verb alzare in the imperative. And then we attach the reflexive pronoun to it to form one word. Mm-hmm. And just let's hear the stress again. Alzati. Alzati. So the stress is exactly where it would be without the reflexive pronoun. Si. Alza and alzati. Esatto. And what about the, the, the voi form? The voi form, alzatevi. So same thing happens there, alzate, and then we add on the vi, alzatevi. Esatto. What about the negative forms, Francesca? Yes, for the negative, we have two options. We can decide to to stick the pronoun at the end, so just following what we have seen uh, so far. And uh, we also have the other option of using the pronoun in front of the verb as a separate uh, word. 
So in the case of alzarsi, or in this case, uh, non alzarti, we could say don't get up. Sì, or non ti alzare. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same with the plural, non alzatevi, one word, mm-hmm. or non vi alzate, two separate words. Okay, so those are reflexive pronouns. You may have heard people saying sprigati, uh, hurry up, or sì. sprigatevi, sì. get a move on. Sì. Um, what about things like direct object pronouns? See, uh, exactly the same uh, the same rule. Uh, once we have uh, um, understood that we have uh, a direct object and we want to replace it with the direct object pronoun, uh, for example, imagine uh, um, you have prepared uh, a nice uh, risotto mm-hmm. and you want to encourage uh, someone to eat it. Okay, mangialo. Mangialo. Okay. Or, or to a group of people. <laughs> mangiatelo. Sì. Or if you think it's not very good, the risotto you have made. <laughs> yeah, so I take a, a spoonful of the risotto and think, oh, there's too much salt in it. So I say to my wife, non mangiarlo. O? Non lo mangiare. Bravissimo. And if you are telling your children? Uh, non mangiatelo. Sì. O? Oh, non lo mangiate. Bravissimo, bravissimo. And uh, the same happens also with the indirect object pronouns, mm-hmm. obviously. So, for example, if we are talking about giving someone a present, a gift, then uh, regalagli. Sì, sì, ad esempio, è il compleanno di Maurizio, regalagli eh, una bottiglia di vino. <laughs> esatto, ok, so, uh, we hope Maurizio enjoys his bottle of wine. Um, if it were a plural form, regalategli. Sì, sì. And then, of course, non regalargli or non gli leg- regalare, that is quite a mouthful. <laughs> sì, sì, non regalargli, non gli regalare. Ok, and of course, the plural form. Non regalategli o non gli regalate. Okay. Now, there is one other thing I think we need to talk about when it comes to the, uh, the, the pronouns and adding these pronouns. And that's what sometimes happens with certain verbs. So I'm thinking of verbs like dare, fare, andare. Um, because these verbs um, in the uh, in the singular form are very short, when they go together with a pronoun, we have to double the consonant. So, for example, um, give to me. So that would be normally mi dai. Changing it into an imperative form, we're going to use da as we saw, or we could use dai, but da sounds better if we're going to follow it with me. But if we say dami, it sounds strange. (laughs) (laughs) So what do Italians love to do when it comes to consonants? We just add a a new, an extra consonant. So dammi. Dammi, okay. Or fammi vedere, for example. Fammi vedere, sì. Or dimmi, Dimmi. tell me. So uh, it's very common to double the consonant of the pronoun. Okay. And that would also happen, for example, go there. Sì, sì. Ad esempio, vacci. Yeah, that's quite a strange one because we use the chi for there to a place. Sì. But we couldn't say vacci. No, no. Sounds strange. Vacci, (laughs) sì. And the same with ne. Ad esempio, fanne una tu. If we are talking about photos Mm -hmm. and fare una foto, and then you tell me, oh, take one yourself. Fanne una tu. Okay, so again, double N, F-A-N-N-E. Fanne una tu. Sì. Wow. Okay. Francesca, we're almost reaching our break. Is there anything else that you want to mention? Any key things we need to know? Uh, 
yes, uh, a couple of points, uh, things that we haven't mentioned. First of all, um, uh, with irreverbs, uh, when it comes to the singular form, uh, don't forget the, the isk. So this is something that uh, we mentioned in uh, in episode in season two when we went through all the isk verb. For example, uh, pulire, io pulisco, tu pulisci, uh, lui pulisce. So we keep the isk or ish in the uh, imperative. Okay. So for example, clean, pulisci. Pulisci <laughs> la casa. Solo for uh, only for the singular. Yeah. Uh, what else? If you have a mental block, uh, suddenly, I'm sure you won't, but just in case, it's always good to have a plan B. Yeah. You can just use the verb dovere to express commands, uh, orders. Yeah, so devi pulire la casa. You sì. have to clean the house as opposed to pulisci la casa. Esatto. Clean the house. One thing I'm wondering about, does the, does the imperative feel quite strong? Uh, a little, it always depends, obviously, on the situation, the person you are talking to, uh, a lot of uh, details around uh, around the, the actual verb. But just in case, you can always make it nicer with uh, words like uh, per favore, uh, se non ti dispiace, per cortesia. Yeah. So all the nice pleasantries that you can add. Exactly. And there's one other thing I think we need to mention with the imperative, and that's that wonderful phrase, that very Italian phrase. In fact, you used it, I think, at the end of our last episode um, when you said, mi raccomando, and then you followed it with an imperative. Ah, si, si, si. Mi raccomando is a lovely... I was actually talking to a friend of mine about mi raccomando, and we were like uh, discussing whether there is like uh, an equivalent in English, and no. we were thinking <laughs> of a mind, but it's, yeah. not, it's not probably exactly the... <laughs> Mind and, mind and don't forget the <laughs> such si, and such. Yeah. Si, si. Mi raccomando, yeah. I, I, I recommend to you that you do something. It just sounds completely ridiculous. But si. I think what I would suggest with mi raccomando is listen out for it and listen to the context in which it's said. And then that way you'll get more used to hearing it and more used to using it yourself. I remember the first time I used mi raccomando <laughs> naturally without thinking too much about it. And I was quite chuffed. Yeah, the proud moment. A proud moment. Yeah. <laughs> si, si. We're going to take a break there. I think we need to spend some time thinking through all of this imperative stuff. Um, so we'll be back in just a moment. In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Today we are talking about the imperative, and it's time to listen to a conversation in which perhaps you may hear one or two imperatives. Forse, chissà. <laughs> So, Francesca, do you want to tell us a little about this conversation? See, um, in this conversation, we are going to uh, listen to uh, Carlo and uh, Michela. Uh, Carlo and Michela are two, two colleagues, and uh, they're just back from their Christmas uh, holidays. And uh, as it happens, uh, uh, there are New Year's resolutions and uh, wanting to be fit. And, uh, and Michela is actually in great shape. And uh, she's very enthusiastic, while Carlo uh, thinks I'm not so. <laughs> looking good with Carlo. <laughs> okay, let's have a listen. Of course, afterwards, we'll talk through the meaning and we'll go through it in detail in our bonus lesson. So here we go with our conversation. Ciao, Carlo. Buon anno. Hey, ciao, Michela. Buon anno a te. Come sono andate le vacanze di Natale? Benissimo, ho fatto una bella settimana bianca in Trentino Alto Adige e ora mi sento piena di energia per iniziare l'anno. Beata te. Perché dici così? Ma io sono stanco, sono senza forze e nelle vacanze ho mangiato di tutto e di più. Penso di aver messo su un bel po' di chili. Dai, iscriviti in palestra! Ci sono sempre delle ottime offerte a gennaio. Sinceramente, la palestra non mi piace. E poi non so bene cosa fare con tutti quegli attrezzi. Prendi un personal trainer, allora. Ho provato una volta insieme a Federico, ma mi sono innervosito molto. Non capisco perché. Non so. Forse, semplicemente, è l'idea di avere qualcuno che dice fate così, andate più veloce, non piegate la schiena, correte, non fermatevi. Sai com'è? Beh, ma è ovvio, è l'unico modo per ottenere dei risultati, non essere così negativo. Hai ragione. Però la palestra proprio non mi va. Allora vai in piscina. Non dirlo nemmeno per scherzo. Ho il terrore dell'acqua. Scusa, ma perché? Non mi piace tenere la testa sott'acqua. Mi sembra di non respirare. Tranquillo. Inizia con un corso base, parla con l'istruttore e spiegagli quali sono le tue preoccupazioni. Sta tranquillo e non pensare alle tue paure. Forse hai ragione. Sì, sì, più sicuro di te e ascolta i miei consigli. Io ti conosco bene, fidati. Sei davvero una buona collega e amica. Visto che sono una buona amica, voglio darti anche un altro consiglio. Cura di più la tua alimentazione e smetti di mangiare tutti quei cioccolatini. Oh, è impossibile. Tutto è possibile, Carlo. Ricordati, volere è potere. Devi solo iniziare a modificare qualche piccola abitudine. Non è facile. Sai, Jessica, la mia ragazza, cucina benissimo. 
Lo so, però potete cucinare insieme ottimi piatti leggeri e sani, ad esempio le lasagne con le verdure, provatele! Va bene, dammi la ricetta, per favore. Ok, te la mando per email più tardi, ma senti, che ne dici di andare a correre al parco più tardi? Non cercare scuse. Va bene, d'accordo. Andiamo! Evviva! Questo è lo spirito giusto! Metti un paio di scarpe comode e porta un po' d'acqua con te, ma niente cioccolatini! Non prendermi in giro, se no non vengo! Dai, forza, non parlare e fai un po' di riscaldamento! I think Michela is, I don't know, she's wanting a job as a personal trainer or something. <laughs> Forse. <laughs> oh, è un po' di troppo per me, devo dire. <laughs> sì, Michela, ma... <laughs> so what is going on in this conversation? Sì, um, Carlo and Michela are meeting after the Christmas holidays and Michela is all energized because she spent uh, um, a lovely week skiing in Trentino Alto Adige, which reminds me of our travel diaries yes, indeed. <laughs> as well. And uh, Carlo, poverino, is feeling weak and uh, he has put on weight. Uh, she's full of suggestions, isn't she? She, she suggests sì. the gym and then a personal trainer, but per Carlo he doesn't seem too keen. Yeah, she also suggests uh, uh, the swimming pool, mm-hmm. uh, but Carlo seems to be afraid of water and he cannot breathe underwater, he said. I mean, that's no excuse, really, because no one can breathe underwater. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Mikhail has a, an idea. She suggests that um, she should explain this fear to uh, a swimming instructor. Yes, and she also says that he shouldn't really worry too much and just trust her and all the lovely advice that she's giving him. <laughs> intense advice as well. <laughs> um, so Carlo thanks Michela for being such a good friend and, and colleague, but then she's straight in there again, isn't she? Sì, sì, sì. She grabs this opportunity to tell Carlo that he should watch really his um, eating habits and uh, not uh, he shouldn't eat so many chocolates as um, as he does she thinks that making little changes is the only way to obtain results mm, i have to say i think if if i were carlo i would be thinking of another imperative for michela oh um, should they worry no 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 not, not that one okay um, <laughs> mind your own business ah okay quello è più innocente i had something else in mind <laughs> fatti i fatti tuoi fatti i fatti tuoi. Now, this is really interesting because it's fatti. So we've got a double T there. Sì. Um, the imperative of, of fare is fa or fai. Sì. Um, and fatti. So do to yourself. Sì. I fatti. And those are facts in sì, that case. Sì. So it's a different fatti. Um, tuoi, yours. So in a sense, do to yourself your own facts. Sì, sì, sì. Fatti, fatti tuoi. Una bella espressione. Perfetto. Okay, so... Carlo suggests that, in fact, Jessica, his girlfriend, is an excellent cook. Um, but Michaela still has some, some other suggestions. <laughs> sì, è una saputella. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, what does she say? 
Uh, yeah, she says that you, they should try lighter and healthier uh, options. She suggests uh, veggie, uh, veggie lasagne, for mm-hmm. example. And, uh, and she also suggests that they should go uh, for a run together in the park. Okay, Carlo does not seem particularly no. <laughs> enthralled by this idea initially, however. Uh, however, uh, he agrees in the end, uh, and Michela also makes a little bit of uh, of fun, um, um, saying that uh, he should carry some water with him, but not chocolate. <laughs> okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, so that seems to be Michela and Carlo's conversation. Um. Again. Um, I think we we all come across people like that in January. Anyway, it's important to be healthy, and let's 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 be serious. We sh- we really need to be uh, healthy. So eat well. Mangiate bene, mangiate sano. Uh, do lots of exercise. Fate molto sport. And uh, if you have a friend like Michela, um, spend time with other friends. Passate il vostro tempo con altri amici. <laughs> ok, è quasi tutto per oggi. Sì, quasi, perché, Mark, non dimenticare, c'è ancora una cosina. Ok, sì, even before we get to our cosina, just let's talk about that lovely non dimenticare. Um, don't forget, sì. it's an imperative and it's also a lovely song. Is it? <laughs> non dimenticarti, ho voluto tanto bene. La conosci? Mark, sono senza parole. <laughs> Complimenti. Okay, do, do look that one up. Non dimenticar. Without the, the E in the end, often in songs you sì. drop final uh, final letters. But look that one up on YouTube. Okay. I'm sure you'll find it. Grazie. Okay, now getting to ancora una cosina. Sì, la cosina di oggi è collegata al tema di mangiare sano. Eh, abbiamo scelto un'espressione che esiste anche nella lingua inglese. Mm-hmm. E, e si tratta di una mela al giorno toglie il medico di torno. Uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Sì, I love it. Sì. So this literally, una mela al giorno, one apple a day, toglie, removes sì. il medico, the doctor, di torno, like from around from us. From around us, sì, sì, sì. Okay, una mela al giorno toglie il medico di torno. Sometimes sì. these kind of expressions don't work translated from one language to another. Sì, but at times they do. <laughs> and and you, you, you must rejoice in that. Assolutamente sì, sono d'accordo. That's where we're going to leave this episode of Coffee Break Italian. Now, of course, in our bonus episode, we'll be going through the conversation between Michele and Carlo uh, in great detail. And we'll listen to all of those imperatives and talk about how they are used. And uh, that is part of our bonus materials for Coffee Break Italian Season 3, which you can find at the Coffee Break Academy. Our bonus materials include those of the, 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 the bonus episodes, but also the translation challenges and our video version and the lesson notes for each episode. And you can find all of that at coffeebreakacademy.com. Sì, e come sempre, continuate ad ascoltarci, studiate, leggete, ascoltate musica italiana e non dimenticate il prossimo episodio. <laughs> Bravissima. Grazie mille a tutti e ciao ciao. A presto, ciao. Ciao. 
You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>